0: Welcome to the Do More Good Podcast.
1: You're listening to the Do More Good Podcast. The Do More Good Podcast.
0: Uh, Welcome to Do More Good Podcast.
1: Do More Good. Do Good, Do More. Do
0: More Good Podcast. Do More Good Podcast. That's what you want me to say. say? You're listening to the Do More Good Podcast.
1: This is the Spotlight Series. Shorter episodes on the big issues. You can find more at domoregood.uk and get in touch if you'd like to feature
2: Right, here we are, James, back for another episode. It's a spotlight episode of the Do More Good podcast. How are you doing?
1: I'm very well, Kenneth. Very well. It's been a couple of weeks since I last saw you. The sun is shining. Half of us have got beers and at the time of recording, it's firmly coming home. So all good. All good.
2: How about we're, you? We're obviously all wearing our England tops as well. Our, our <laughs> guests have all turned up in white England. No, not England tops, just white T-shirts. But yeah, it's a it's a beautiful sunny day outside. I'm, I'm OK, James, actually. I was just talking before we started recording about I need to get back down to London. It's been it's been a while. It's going we're on. Missing uh, we're missing you. Yeah, yeah miss, missing the big smile. The, the pubs certainly are. Blimey. Profits yeah. are down without Kenneth well Foreman in town. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure they are. But no, I'm, I'm all good. I'm all good. Excited for another episode. It's been a couple of weeks. So let, let's crack on. It's It'd be good to get back to a spotlight episode and we've got a good. A really good subject that we're really interested in hearing more about, and I'm going to call—I'm going to call our guest a friend of the show because we first exchanged emails probably a couple of years ago through a mutual friend. We had an introduction, and we were trying to set something up back in 2019 when you could actually meet people in pubs, and it never happened. But we're really pleased to welcome Natasha, friend from Camden Giving. Hi, Natasha. How are you doing?
0: I'm good. It's nice, nice to be here after yeah a bit of a run-in.
2: Yeah, finally we got it. We got it done.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank
2: you. And Natasha has also brought along Markella. Markella, I'm unsure about how how would I describe your role working with Camden Giving? I'll let you do that.
3: That's a very good question. And I may actually ask Natasha the same one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, um, I was the chair of the Equality Fund back in 2020, 2021. So that has so far been my official, let's say, title um, with Camden Giving. But more recently it's kind of opened up to just basically help spread the word where i can mm-hmm. off the back of such an amazing fund combined with the work that camden giving do i gave natasha my word that i would help in any capacity i could to be their cheerleader and foot soldier uh, essentially so little yeah, did it, you it, know
1: it's... it would end up here <laughs> oh
2: otherwise you'd never have yeah. promised
3: no, it's it's a great experience. This is a first for me. Um and honestly anything I can do to get the word out there about what these guys do, uh especially if it involves my community, I'm all for it. Oh, not not
0: nice things as well, Marcella.
3: I would if there were anything, but <laughs> there there really is nothing. Honestly, it's why I keep on coming back. Honestly, I think I see you more than my actual boss, so I'm happy for
1: it. <laughs> On that note, Natasha, do you want to introduce us to Camden Giving and talk to us about some of the some of the good work that Markel is talking about there?
0: Yeah, sure. So we're relatively new. We were set up in 2017 and we're a place-based giving organisation in the London Borough of Camden, which is a very, a very shiny and very lovely borough to come and visit. And if you come out of the tube station at King's Cross, you'll be greeted by waterfalls and palm trees and it houses a huge number of institutions like UCL and the Francis Crick Institution, so it's a real borough of opportunity and great things going on, but it's also a borough with more than a third of children living there growing up in poverty and just some really awful statistics like even before COVID, the life expectancy gap for men between the poorest ward in Camden and the wealthiest ward in Camden was 10 years. It's just, I mean, it's a place. there's two places you can walk to, and that's the difference of experience people are having in Camden but sort of alongside all of that data and and facts is there's also this kind of sense of a powerlessness as well that a lot of people in Camden are feeling and that there's a huge number of businesses there and a huge number of these big institutions that hold so much power and HS2 being built out of use view sensation despite huge Um, on popularity in Camden is just one example of people feeling they don't have a say in their community and things are done to them rather than with them so when we were set up we were set up with the view that we would hope that those businesses that are in Camden would want to support and want to be part of a change in inequality. And they absolutely have been. And we've, re- we've, we've given more than 5 million pounds of grants since we were set up in 2017, which I know is smaller than a lot of your, <laughs> a lot of your other big organizations that come on, but it's, it's big to us in a community. And because that money's coming from those businesses, it was so important that the power dynamic be addressed. So we run as a participatory funder, And there are different models of participatory funding, but our model is that people in the community who are living with the issues that we want to address, for example, if we're running a fund specifically to address the rising knife crime concerns in Camden, we will recruit a panel of young people who have experience of of fears of safety, I suppose would be a good way to put them. And we pay them and we train them and we support them to decide how a pot of money is spent. Markella came and worked on a fund called the Equality Fund, which worked across general inequality, the existing camps, and it wasn't specifically looking at race inequality or gender inequality it was working really broadly and Markella chaired that panel and as you can probably tell we we don't want to we don't want to say goodbye to Markella yet (laughs) or any of our panelists we're not very good at saying goodbye to any of them
2: So, so Markella for you what got you involved where did you first hear about Camden giving in their work and you thought you know what I can maybe help out in some way
3: Full disclosure, and I hope no one that I currently work for hears this, I actually interviewed (laughs) with Camden Giving before I I was, well, I think it was CADRA at the time, reached out to me to ask to be uh, the chair of the Equality Fund safe to say I wasn't successful in that interview um, for other reasons which we've discussed and there's no hard feelings there it was a very calculated decision and one which I personally am grateful for and I back because it gave someone else who needed the opportunity more let's say to to go for it so I was happy with that transparency and that honesty. So I, I genuinely thought that was the end of my interaction with Camden Giving. And I think I wrote it in my cover letter to you that you guys must have amazing SEO because I put in Camden Charity and the first thing that came up was yourselves. And I did not regret clicking and finding out exactly what you were about. And I don't think I looked beyond that. I literally just honed in and Camden Giving for me was like a saving grace. So even though I didn't get the job, I did get to come back and and work on such an amazing fund. And I think... I saw Camden giving in a different light and I just didn't look back and I refused to to look back and it was one of the best decisions I ever made.
1: That is the kind of stakeholder you need, right? an (laughs) an impassioned speech like that, spot on. It's interesting and talking about participatory funding and you explained some of the benefits there, it, it makes perfect sense that you would get the stakeholders involved in the decisions that are made in their local area is that widespread or, and, and if not, any ideas, why not?
0: I mean, it's becoming more widespread, but it's very much a, a niche way of grant giving at the moment. I think there are a number of reasons it's not widespread. What One is just the setup of some trusts and foundations, just their governance and their structures make this really difficult to get towards. But I think worth, worth pushing towards it if it possibly can be done. In some cases, if, and if you've made a lot of money doing whatever it is you do, selling socks or setting up a tech Pod, company or whatever. Podcasting.
1: Podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> fortunes. <James>. yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> If you've made lots of money doing your thing, maybe there's an uh, automatic assumption that you'd be very good at doing lots of things like solving some deep rooted ingrained issues in communities. Therefore, why don't you, why don't you have a go at that as well? So, I suppose what I'm trying to nicely say is I think sometimes it's a little bit hard to drop your ego from a, from a large, a large gift. It is a very different way of working to most trust and foundations work. So we've worked with 75 community panelists over the last year and that's time consuming. And there's a lot of support that goes into that. They're all being covered for their time financially. So there's money involved in it as well. It's a really different way of working to work that closely with people but it's so like just for me I mean we don't do it for my personal my personal joy but I do get there's so much personal joy to be had in it the group that Markella's in all have a whatsapp group that we're in and on Mother's Day they were all messaging and saying happy happy Mother's Day to all the mums in the group and I thought I wonder how many other like people that run foundations are getting messages from their community saying happy mother's day in an authentic way. I thought, I just, I feel so much more connected. And over the last year, I've been so grateful for that. Just, I feel, have felt part of what's going on because of what's, what's happening. And that that's good for me personally, but it's so good for our organization and the decisions we're making.
2: Yeah. That sounds amazing. And Mark Kelly, I want to ask you about the experience. So, I mean, we talked before we started recording about, you know, we all know what the, the last year has been. It's brought inequality in, in a lot of ways more to the forefront than it ever has prior to, to COVID-19. What's been the experience like as the chair of, of that fund over the last really difficult and challenging year?
3: I think as Natasha said, because it was quite a new way of of doing something, especially with the equality fund and that it was unrestricted funding, there wasn't so much a kind of blueprint in how we were going to do this. So I think I took it personal in that I, it really dawned on me, like, well, what's kind of expected of me to help here? How How can we go about this? And as Natasha also said, is that they do offer such a great deal of support. So it was done together, it was very collaborative in the way that it was achieved. In the end, I think one of the things which I loved the most is that a lot of that stress and concern was after the first meeting with the other panelists you realized that there was no need for it because the way in the selection in the way it was done by Camden Giving, everyone had a story or had been affected or had something to do with inequality in Camden that brought a new light into all of these issues. So as we were reviewing all of the grantees' proposals, everyone had some opinion, whether lived or you know, experienced through someone else close to them. We felt comfortable that we were making a good choice and decision towards where this money was going to go.
1: Maybe particularly this past year, it has felt like maybe as our our radius of travel has been slowly reduced and and constrained around us that you have noticed more things on your doorstep. Certainly where I live, we have road WhatsApp groups, everybody looking out for each other these past 18 months. There's been far more of a focus around local maybe rather than wider than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's fed into this quite nicely that everywhere, you know we've discovered local parks and local uh, and you know the lovely side of things as well as local problems that we've noticed more than we than we previously had I'm sure you guys have felt the same
0: we used to have to be really proactive in going to find people to be on community panels and we we still are and um, we have great referral mechanisms through um, the youth offending service and through different different community organizations and schools that refer people to us but over the last year so many more people are finding us on Twitter and Google than before and they're saying to us like Markella did I, I googled what can I what can I do how can I be more involved and I think people are are, are desperate to be part of something and we, we always we say it Hand to giving that everyone has something to give and by that we don't mean if you've got some money or some fancy connection somewhere or some lovely building. Everyone has something to give. And what Markella gave us is a really rich insight of her experience of growing up in Camden and why that is something we need. And we don't have that in the staff team at Camden Giving as we don't have the experience of anyone else. And it's not to say we don't have diverse experiences, but we don't have Markella's experience. Mm. And that's been really, really useful to us. Sorry, sorry mm. so useful Markella. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say No useful. no it's, it's, cool. it's, Cheers. it's, it's
3: It's exactly that, it's exactly that. And as well as learning from Camden Giving, I also felt that I was actually contributing in some shape, way or form. And the fact that so many people wanted to be a part of the fund shows you just, you know, how amazing the work that Camden Giving especially do. It's something that as Natasha was saying, people do want to help, uh, especially within their communities. And there's a pride that comes with it in terms of helping in any way you can. Uh, And for me, it it was to give my time and I guess as part of that participatory giving, it felt even more valuable to me because I was actually making a direct impact to the community that I suffered all those issues with uh, in terms of inequality growing up, whether I saw them myself, experienced them myself, family or friends. So, yeah, it was amazing. Sorry, I only just realized before, as you were saying, Natasha, that you've reminded me now that you're almost like the Mary Kondo of charities. She should go around and, like, wherever she sparks joy, like, that's, you know, that's how I suddenly <laughs> occurred to me.
1: Oh, <laughs> your LinkedIn profile's getting an update, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: yeah Mary Kondo of charities.
2: If it does nice. not
0: spark joy, we don't do it. <laughs> Can we meet on a weekly basis?
1: And do it? <laughs> Look, Markella, <laughs> just
2: to go back to your point there I just wanted to and I, and I hope this isn't too much of a personal question but I just wanted to, to dig a little bit deeper into your experience of growing up in Camden and why you felt so much pride about that because you know like James touched on we've heard a lot more about community but prior to, to COVID I think we were feeling that community had been lost somewhat and we were losing that sense across the UK. What made what, what was it from your experience that, that, that makes you now feel so proud to give something back to, to that community that you're a part of?
3: I think, I mean, growing up in the school system, seeing the diversity that's in the schools, but also realizing very quickly that not everyone there is equal. Um, and you can see that from the access of certain things you have, let's say, after school, for example. So you would see when certain kids would be picked up, yours were still working, you were being collected by a neighbor, you know, if you were lucky. Otherwise, if there was some kind of play group or football group, you, you could see that the attention was being focused on a certain demographic, let's say, of people and students within the community. And it very quickly dawns on you that if it weren't for these things, you'd don't quite know what could have happened to you or where you could have ended up Uh, it's very easy to just basically slip through the cracks of just not being seen in the system and Camden more so so for me it was because of being able to lean on these let's say play centers or you know playing football in Teleco in West Houston that kept me feeling a a sense or some kind of purpose Mm. and to slowly see these fade away with as you know we mentioned before all this this massive incoming of huge companies and shiny buildings the community starts to fade away you know more and more into that background and you see less and less of that help that people can receive and I think especially for charities as well you just saw how quickly some of them had to mobilize with lockdown because their outreach was so vast and no one really realized until they really saw the people's kind of suffering in lockdown where they couldn't be accessed.
1: You talk about it there, and Natasha was was talking about it at the, at the start of the show, really. But this may seem like an utter shambles, but we do do some research before our shows. And I was looking into the background behind this kind of grant giving. And one of the criticisms was that it can take, or one of the disadvantages, it can take quite a long time to get things moving and get consensus and agreement on that. But actually, to flip that on its head, it's not just about the ultimate, investment in an area or a project or or whatever it may be but the investment of the people incoming it's part of the process itself that as you talk about actually you have a bit of control over what's happening around and that actually the process of doing it is maybe as valuable as the outcome itself.
3: Absolutely I definitely think for me it made me feel a lot richer if I can even say that for being part of that process and it it dawned on you very quickly that yes you knew there was something to achieve at the end of it and that was what we were all here to do but the process itself made us all a lot richer for being part of it as a community and as a team.
0: Just always happy to bang on about the sort of the double benefit you get from participatory grant making. You get better informed grants but then you get a whole cohort of people who've accessed the new form of community power that they didn't have before and through doing that it's like a narnia's door to to more power and more opportunity and certainly we've seen young people that have been involved in us move away from criminal activities we've seen lots of people gain employment because we've been able to provide them with a reference and give them local connections and then lots of little things like young people that have sort of shared with us a, a petition that they have wanted all of their other grant makers to sign and they've just so little things where they kind of said oh can we, can everyone get involved in this two of our Previous people that have given grants have gone on and set up their own community projects that they're now running, and they've come back to different panels who have then funded them to do that work. So there is this sort of ecosystem of of power that's happening through through people starting with participatory grant making and then becoming more involved in a, a healthier community, I suppose.
2: So Natasha, what's the what's the next step, or or like, what's the the vision of Camden Giving? Is it just to continue to scale the, this operation and try and do more? I mean, I'm sure there's, there's a flip side. Obviously, you need to work with the, the big companies to get the funding. It's, as you touched on, the recruitment of these panels is can be quite difficult. Or and you know, you've got a lot of admin processes, I guess, around them. So how, how do you scale it and, and, and take it to the next level?
0: This is the bit where I meant to say you do more good, isn't it? But I think... <laughs> Maybe you do better good. Maybe that's the answer, I think, to the Camden Giving version of it, is that we keep working like this, but better and better and better. And I think participatory grant giving is a relatively young process and we're just scratching the surface on what it could be Mm. and we certainly want to do an awful lot more to support the people who are doing participatory grant giving but we're doing that in a context where charities are really needing funding in Camden and particularly smaller organizations and particularly charities that are serving the Bengali and Somali and black communities in Camden which are significant significant communities in Camden so those organizations really need that support as well so we need to we need to keep giving decent sized grants Mm. and we need to make sure we're making sure that if you come to us to give grants but you also have an interest in running as a councillor we can sort of help you make that happen or if you need a job we can help that make that happen as well and just generally last one is bringing the people that are working in the businesses that are supporting us and the people that are living in Camden. Into more of the same spaces so that they they feel like more, more like one community and less like these two separate bubbles.
1: And maybe being a little bit reflective here on yourself, you talk there about working with businesses, working with individuals, working with stakeholders. What kind of skills do you do you find that you use a lot to, to make this happen?
0: Oh goodness, I wasn't ready for that question. Um, <laughs> I would say I'm a person that is hungry to do things better than how they've been done before. So I think that's, that's led us to a point that we challenge ourselves quite a lot at Camden Giving. And I'm more interested in people than in a a big, a big showy process, I suppose. I like working with lots of different people as well. I really like meeting with the donors and I really enjoy that. And I really enjoy being with panels and I really enjoy being with the team so moving between those things i think has, has suited me well in this role
1: i mean you talk about giving five million pounds i guess across a range of different projects and, and different successes and impacts that you've had through that that's uh, one of the benefits of your role
0: yeah we've supported a, a really wide variety of things one of one of the projects Markella supported is a as an after school program that's doing digital design digital storytelling for black and ethnic minority children in Town, which is which is a ward in Camden and they're creating these amazing amazing digital cartoons that are more representative of their communities we funded a bike that when you pedal it makes smoothies <laughs> <laughs> which um, was also training young people at risk of violence in in work skills, but also the, the smoothie peddling bike. We funded a theatre troupe to come and do an art show during lockdown in the middle of an estate so people could watch it out of the windows and they all got a takeaway and they all watched it like this massive amphitheatre. We fund because there's a need, a huge amount of food banks and baby banks and job, jobs, employment support. But yeah, it's a really wide variety of things. Quite a lot of arts things... Which I don't think people would assume a participatory funder would do, but people in Camden seem to really value their the arts heritage that Camden
2: has mm. wow it sounds it sounds it sounds brilliant I mean it sounds like you want to get involved, you know meet all these amazing people and and it does sound like people at the heart of it right and and, and I guess that's what it's what it's about by its nature it's about mm. making the people who are involved and understand actually part of the decision making process. Markello, I guess that brings me to a question for you. If there's someone listening to this thinking, wow, that sounds great. I'd love to get involved with that. Is there any advice or or anything that you'd say to someone who's maybe, you know, lives in a community at the moment, sees things that are going on, not sure, maybe there's some small charities around. I mean, I'm not sure every uh, borough has a Camden giving, but I'm sure at some point in the future there will. What would you say to someone who's maybe thinking about getting involved in their community or local charity like you have?
3: To have no reservations, it's, it starts with a conversation, reaching out and just asking for the information, finding out more about the charity and what they do. Um, as Natasha was saying, there's so many out there and will for all sorts of things. This particular one, Camden Giving, was one that resonated to me in the way that they have participatory giving and genuinely focused that the grants are dictated by the community, not a board of directors. Mm-hmm. So for me, that really resonated Ask the questions, get in touch with the people, and don't don't let yourself be held back because it's something that if you do, you'll feel one better for it, and two, it it will repay you in in such a way that you know it's it's with interest. Let's say um, it's just a beautiful you know, symbiance to just keep on building this circle and and progressing with it
2: it's a lovely way of putting it out like repay you with interest i like i like that yeah you get get so much out <laughs> of it it sounds sounds why you're here you're obviously passionate about what you've done you've enjoyed the process you've taken something away you've had a positive impact in your community and i guess that's what we all we all yeah. want to to do as, as as humans
3: yeah absolutely i mean the dream is that as as natasha mentioned again is that you know all these lovely companies that have called camden their new home recently do see the work that they do and are encouraged to get involved more beyond just, let's say, handing over a cheque and, you know, having a commitment to the charities and the community that they're in to be able to open their doors and equally open their worlds to the locals and offer them any kind of help in the sense of, I don't know, inclusion or equal opportunities or apprenticeships, for me, is, is something that I would love to see progress with the way participatory giving is done, I'd, I'd love to see that.
1: Yeah, nice. I think, and then we see that obviously with you guys, it's very local. There's lots of chat, isn't there, about huge global companies attempting to fly to space rather than invest that money in the in the areas that they uh, pillage. So um, you know that that is applicable yeah. both on a very small level, but also on a global level as well. We can maybe solve bigger issues than you might imagine by taking this approach and investing in your in your regions. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Natasha, if anyone in the in and around the Camden area would like to be involved, how would they reach out to you?
0: They can pop me an email at Natasha at camdengiving.org.uk or we have a website. Apparently when you Google Camden charities, we're the to come up. So we shouldn't be difficult to find. Yes,
1: apparently so. Well
2: we'll be sure to share all the links and everything because I think it's Obviously, the passion for for both of you really comes through. I mean, I know Natasha, you've been involved in Camden Giving for for a couple of years. Were you, did you say you were there? It had already started by the time you you, you came on board, and then it's...
0: there was a there was a uh, we had a grant from City Bridge Trust to get it set up. So I was the first member of staff.
2: Right, and it must be amazing to kind of see this. What I guess the last question then, before we let you go, what what do you hope to to see from it in the future? What's the what's the grand plan for Natasha and Camden Giving?
0: Oh, those are two separate questions. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, my, my hope for Camden Giving is that we can, I mean, we're there to solve inequality. So we will keep solving inequality in the grants that we're giving, but that we get better and better at solving inequality through the processes that we're working in it as well. And right now that's participatory grant giving, but I think it can be far more beyond that and supporting people into other forms of power that do that more equitably. And I don't know what I'm doing with my life, so something
2: or other. Well, don't go anywhere because we. It sounds like you're doing a great job as where you yeah. are. We, they need you around for for many more years to come. Look, just like to thank you both. Thank you both for your time for for coming on. I'm sure people will really be interested by this subject. I don't think, as you said earlier, it's not a subject that we've we've covered before. But certainly, really interesting to hear from both your experience, Markella, of it. So thank you for that. And I'm I'm sure you you and Natasha you'll keep on exchanging emails and keep in touch. And you know, it looks like Markella will wanna maybe she might apply for another job at some point. <laughs> she's got over that rejection who knows
0: who knows who knows
2: (laughs) who knows natasha just a final thought to you is there anything you'd like to kind of leave our audience with
0: no just um, thanks to markella for making time for these things and yeah just that I, i suppose i i hope that everyone with power in the sector or that's giving with power in the sector is sort of thinking about where that power sits and their their potential to share it with with others and how exciting that could be for them
2: brilliant you might get some emails off the back of this. <laughs> mm.
1: A few London boroughs might be in touch. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, and there's a, Lond- a London's Giving Movement. You should look them up as well.
2: We'll have a look. We will mm. take a look. James, any final thoughts?
1: No, I just love the approach. And I think it's such a basic one, isn't it? It's to include the beneficiaries of any project in the, the kind of design of that project. It just makes so much sense. that I, When you say it out loud, it makes you wonder why that doesn't
2: happen more often. So lovely stuff. Thank you very much that's a perfect note to end it on couldn't agree more alright thanks a lot for your time we'll see you soon
3: thank you thanks thanks a lot guys
1: thanks for tuning in to the Spotlight series from the Do More Good podcast you can find all our episodes at domoregood.uk and we're on Twitter and Instagram at domoregoodpod if you fancy featuring on Spotlight then drop us a note contact at domoregood.uk and we'll speak to you soon